You're listening to VO Stories, Episode 73. Today we're celebrating dads. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Tina Zaremba, voiceover talent, mentor, and good old fashioned storyteller. I believe we all have a story to tell. We can all learn from one another. I created this podcast for you, the VO artist who's ready to embrace all that your VO journey has to offer. You'll be inspired, informed, and transformed as you learn from industry experts, VO talents, and my insights from 15 years in the industry, having voiced national commercials to promos and everything in between. Success in voiceovers is more than just a snazzy voice, and this podcast will help show you the way. Thanks for listening. Greetings, ladies and gents. It's Thursday, and here we are again. So this Sunday is Father's Day. I want to celebrate all of the daddios out there. Happy Father's Day, Michael. That's my husband. Happy Father's Day, Dad, to my dad. But I really want to celebrate the VO dads today. You guys are doing awesome work in the booth and with your kiddos. Similar to the Mother's Day episode, I have some VO dads that are going to share how they balance voiceover life and fatherhood. So let's dive in. First up is Mr. Steve Zero. My name is Steve Zarrow, and I'm a professional full-time voice actor about to start my eighth year in this branch of the business. I am 43 years old, and I have a soon-to-be five-year-old son whose mom and I have been together since we were about 18 years old. Balancing work and life between the rigors of parenthood, adulthood, is not easy at all. It's not as though there's any kind of all-encompassing one-stop shop QRG or FAQ that answers everything for us. No, we actually wing it quite a bit. As someone who's been in theater and film as well as voiceover, I've made no small amount of contacts who are fairly known working actors in the business. TV shows, movies, things like that. They're out there living the working actor life week after week. They're never in town. They're always showing up on this show or on that network, this station, what have you. And one of the common characteristics I found amongst a lot of them is that they all had a delayed start to their family life. Well, I shouldn't say all, but a lot of them. I don't know if it was a conscious choice on their part, or for some of them, or if that's just the way the chips fell. Maybe they just didn't work out any other way. But I can remember one of them having his first child in his late 50s. The guy was thrilled. He was just elated and over the moon, seemingly totally complete now. But I never really knew what the lead-up was like for him. I don't know much about whether those choices were conscious or not. To each their own. There's no judgment on my end whatsoever. Whatever the reason behind it all, I took a good long look and put myself in that scenario. Could I wait that long? Could I ask my wife to wait that long? Could I postpone this part of my life until later and somehow still have what I want? The answer was truly no. For me, there was just no way I could wrap my head around making that kind of a sacrifice for career, any career, not just my career. And even if I had succeeded at my grandest and most lofty goals and endeavors, I would still feel that emptiness and that hole in my heart where a child wants to be. I couldn't do that to myself. I just couldn't. When I tried to imagine myself choosing work over my wife and family, I simply couldn't do it. It was unfathomable. No matter how challenging it was going to be otherwise, I could not do it. We both wanted a family desperately and struggled at it for years. Time was passing. Age was creeping up. The clock was literally ticking. Having a family was going to absolutely have an impact on our plans as well. It would have a financial impact on my business, on investing in things like training, marketing, slowing down vital elements. It would mean not being able to cut the cord from my survival job when I had planned, staying on longer, 
enduring the slow lane more and biting the bullet. It would mean that my goals and alignment would have to shift significantly on at least a semi-long-term temporary basis. I would happily have to put family first for a handful of years. No problem. But it also meant that we would finally have that family. Our family, forever. It meant my wife was finally the mother she was supposed to be. It meant that our child, our little stranger who now goes everywhere we go, would have a front-row seat to watching Daddy work hard to build something from nothing. He'll get to see Daddy go from a day job he hates to a career he loves. He'd have a memory of the tough days early on. And we'll have a reference and comparison point to look back at. What greater gift of strength and confidence could I provide for him than an example being set of someone steering their life manually toward happiness? In fact, I even allowed this doctrine and thinking to develop a step further. I allowed myself to view it as the actual required missing piece. I convinced myself that the desire to be a family man was so strong and so pure that it would ultimately become the thing that drives me all the way to the top. That the only thing greater than the inevitable challenge is the inevitable success and the glory that will come with sharing it with them. If there's an actual methodology to having a successful balance, I'd love to hear it. My current tactics are to be as in the moment with my wife and son whenever possible. I'm an extremely lucky daddy. I get to work from home doing something I adore, at which I am no slouch, and is pretty cool. I get to make his breakfast every day. I pack his lunch every morning. I get to play with him outside every morning in the driveway while waiting for the bus. I am not required to be that dad who's already out the door by the time he wakes up and is too exhausted at the end of a day's work to give him my time or attention. So far, the occasions have been rare where I've had to tell him, oh, daddy won't be here in the morning, buddy, but I'll see you tomorrow night or something like that. And when he does get on that bus and goes off into the world each day, I immediately shift gears in my head and I go right into my studio and start working. I start early. I end late. I work my tail off in between while he's at school to make sure that any time I hear the words, daddy, can you come play with me? I never have to say to him, daddy's working, buddy. Sorry. And I suppose that's my secret, ultimately, to do whatever it takes to succeed while not taking away from him. Will I always be batting a thousand at that? No, of course not. That's just not a realistic expectation. But as time goes on, he gets older. He'll be well equipped to roll with those things and adapt because he'll have seen it grow into that his whole life. Skipping over and circling back to family later in life was never going to be for me. The question for me really became this. What do I want him to remember about me when he's an adult and I'm gone? I let the answer to that question serve as my guide and compass. About a year ago, I had a pure joy voiceover daddy moment, too. It was amazing. As a member of the local chamber of commerce, I get to do the recorded announcements at the local street festivals in our area. Last year, as he was checking out the muscle cars and fire trucks, the announcement began to play through the PA. I looked over. And there was my then three-year-old, stopped dead in his tracks and staring at me. Not at me directly, but just at my mouth, very confused looking, as if to say, I can hear you, Daddy, but your lips aren't moving. How are you doing that? So now, when things get busy and hectic or demanding, it gets embraced with gratitude, because I know that that just means good things are right behind it. Thank you, Steve. I love that you let the question, what do I want my child to remember about me when I'm gone? Be a guiding force for you. I think that's a question every parent should consider. All right, next up is Daryl Brown. I'm Daryl Brown. 
I'm a voice actor from Dallas, Texas, and I've been in the business about 11 years now. I am a husband and father of two elementary age girls. And my girls remind me because there's nothing but females in the house. They say, Dad, you're girl trapped. And they are absolutely right, and I wouldn't have it any other way. So the question was, how do I find balance as a VO dad? And the reality is, up until about a year ago when I had a full-time job, I didn't find balance. I was committed to finding a way to make voiceover work for me because I knew eventually this is what I want to do full-time. So in order to do that, I had to grow my skills, grow my client base, grow my earnings to get to a point where I could make that leap. So with having a 9-to-5 job during the day, the only way to fit voiceover in was before or after work. So my schedule was get up in the morning, see what auditions came in overnight, jump in the booth for about an hour before I needed to go to work, get the kids ready, drop them off at school, go to work 9-to-5, come home, do the dad thing, talk to my wife for a little while, and then head on upstairs to record for the rest of the evening. That would go on until about 10 or 11 o'clock at night, sometimes midnight. Then try to get a few hours of sleep, wake up, and do it all over again. So this went on for me for 10 years before I was able to finally make the leap into full-time voiceover. And once I did, one of the things I knew that I needed to do was to find some balance. After all those years of working voiceover in the margins, it was time for me to create some boundaries that felt a little more realistic. So what I wanted to do was to make sure that even though I was working from home and I had the ability to work whenever and however long I needed to, I wanted to carve out some time and make it seem like I'm working an actual job. So what I do now is after my wife and kids are gone for the day, I have the entire day to myself here at home to focus on my voiceover business. So then when it's time to pick up the kids at 5 o'clock, my voiceover day ends. I make it a point to have a cutoff and say if there's anything that comes in after 5 o'clock, as long as it's not absolutely hot, it's going to wait until the next morning. So then I take the evening off, have some family time, relax, and actually get a good night's rest, and then wake up and have a full productive day the next day. So that's how I've been able to find balance with my VO career. So in closing, I just want to thank Tina for her insightful podcast and for an opportunity to share, and for giving father some love. And to all my fellow VO dads out there, happy Father's Day. Ah, Daryl, thank you. What is so great about Daryl's story is his journey to voiceovers is so relatable. Maybe you're working a full-time job right now and finding yourself auditioning late at night. Daryl's story and Steve's is an inspiration to what is possible when you have a clear intention of what you desire. Take consistent action and stay the course. Now, I so appreciate that Daryl made a conscious choice to have boundaries within his career and life. Personally speaking, it took me a long time to say, I don't have to run to that audition and get it in this minute. I can actually sit down, eat dinner with my family, and be present with them. I think when you establish boundaries for your career and life, well, if you commit to that, I believe the universe will reward you tenfold for it. Okay. Last but certainly not least is my buddy, Mike Bratton. Hi, this is Mike Bratton, and I've been doing voiceover full-time since the summer of 2007 when my final job in radio that I'm willing to talk about anyway uh, jettisoned me after a year of sticking it out after my station's format flipped. 
It was a uh, mercy killing. Let's just put it that way. I was super happy to get out on my own. And I've been at it ever since. I was always doing it on the side, freelance, uh, you know, part-time to supplement my income and also because I enjoyed it. And then eventually I started making more in the side income than I was at my day job. But, you know, where else could I hang out in a studio all day long in front of a microphone and do work and also voiceover all the time? So it worked out well and worked out even better after I was gone. Anyway... I'm living in Brooklyn, New York now with my wife and my amazing son, Elliot. And um, it's tough to balance things a little bit at times, especially on days when, I don't know, I have to go pick up the kid early from school or days when there is no school, like tomorrow, actually. um, And I don't have any other things lined up. So tomorrow will be a day of quiet reflection and Lots of book reading and homework and studying for my little guy. Just kidding. He'll probably be on his iPad and watching Netflix for half the day. But he totally understands what my job entails. In fact, he likes to come in here and record some things every once in a while. And he's great at it. So we're, I'm trying to uh, groom him to uh, you know, work in the family business at some point in time or another. He does tell his teachers regularly that he intends to be a voice actor one day. He also tells him that he wants to be a dad, which is kind of cool. I guess that means I'm doing something right. I don't know what, but I'll take it. Yes, you are doing something very, very right, Mr. Bratton. Thanks to Steve, Daryl, and Mike for their time and participation. To all the VO daddies and dads alike, happy Father's Day. Until next week, here's to owning our voices.